1: Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Zafia Renea Morales, and I am here today with Susan Jane. But before I get into introducing my guest and today's topic, which is building intuition, I would like to invite you to spend a few minutes getting to know your own personal giftedness, your own superpower by taking the what is your number one superpower quiz. You can find that at superpowerquiz.us. Give me a minute or two of your time to answer the questions and you'll get a free report which details your number one spiritual superpower, whether you actually knew you had one or not. So that is my invitation for today. And our guest today, Susan Jane, has spent over 30 years encouraging people to connect, to develop and trust their intuition, to enable them to make confident decisions in line with their core true values. But her life hasn't always been that simple. It changed dramatically when her 20 year emotionally abusive marriage ended. She had to reconnect and rediscover who she was and what she really wanted. So how do you make the right decisions in life when for most of it, other people have made them for you? Well, there's really only one decision to make. She had to trust who she was and the decisions she was going to make. And yes, it wasn't going to be easy and certainly not simple, but once it can be done, you can learn to trust. And her strength lies within as she relies strongly on her intuition to guide her towards her goals in life. She's learned to trust this power and to teach others how to do the same through the tools she's developed over her lifetime. It's time to enjoy your journey and start trusting in yourself. Welcome Susan. I'm so happy to have you here on Sovereign Self. Thank you. And thank you for letting me be on the show. It's just wonderful. Excellent. I love your delightful accent. Uh, where? What part of the world are you in? <laughs> well, I was actually born in UK, in London
2: or England. Um, I was two and a half when I came to Australia. So I'm in Australia now. I'm,
1: I'm in the Queensland near on the Gold Coast. Oh, very nice. Hmm. I, I've heard it's a beautiful section of the world, but have not had the chance to make that like 30-hour trip over there yet. <laughs>
2: I know, I know. I've, I've been to America. I've, I've enjoyed that. But my goal is to come back over. So, yes, that's what I want to do soon.
1: Oh, excellent. Well, you know, I've I've got this lovely place in Tucson. You're welcome to come visit. <laughs> sure. Oh, definitely. You're you're on my list. (laughs) All right, fabulous. So tell me a little bit about what life was like before I have many very talented people who come on this show. And it's a little intimidating when you read the bio. But the truth is, we all kind of come up from the same sort of place. So tell me a little bit about how you got started what life was like before you ended up on the path of intuition.
2: Well, I've always been very intuitive. Um, I didn't know what that meant and I didn't didn't have that understanding. It wasn't until later on in life that you'd get the understanding when you can reflect back. So before life, before I was really aware of it and looking into it, I guess my my cutoff period was with, with my emotionally abusive relationship. So I had a, quite a few experiences prior to that. But the aha moment was in there, so I'm going to talk about those experiences I
1: had. Well, because- hey, I, let me pause for a second, okay? Because I I've had one of these also, and I I think it's kind of important to point out what does an emotionally abusive relationship look like. Can you give us some examples of of what like brought it forward to you that like, oh shit, this is not healthy? Yes, absolutely.
2: So with them like an emotional abusive relationship you you actually start to take on the emotions of your partner and you get your emotions confused with them so you start to do everything in line with what they want or what they feel is right so they become or what you
1: think will keep them happy absolutely
2: yes, yes. so you do everything in in that terminology so early on in my marriage um my uh, ex-husband hit me. Hit me once, and it was like that—that that sort of area where you go, "Okay, if you ever do that again, I'm out of here." But you—yeah, you, that's my you, line right there. Yeah. yeah, that was my line, and and I accepted it the first time, but I wasn't going to accept it again. But the trouble is with that is that it already instigated this fear in me that if I cross that line. That's what the results were going to be
1: exactly you'll bring on another one of those it will be yes. the end of the relationship and everything goes to shit yes. yes
2: and so when when people look at it and you you're, you're getting all this emotional abuse that you're unaware of I, I remember at the end of it thinking I wish you would just hit me so people could see the bruises because you yes. Can- see the bruises when they
1: when it's an emotional um, situation well and that's the insidious thing about it and a lot of time the emotionally abusive person will not beat you up while you're in public emotionally they will wait until you're in the car on the way home and you thought you had a very nice evening and then you get in the car and discover they've been seething the entire night
2: Yes, and you're not aware of it. You 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 jump it in the car, and you're thinking, "Wow, that was really nice." And then all of a sudden, you get this wham, and it's it's all this. Uh, it's could, psychological, but everything in in a, a relationship like that, it's either psychological. It was financial. It's um, emotional. It's physical. All of those areas cover off on the emotion. But when they're saying these things that are are really digging in at your emotions. It's it's really challenging because I remember I used to think, holy shit, I'm going crazy here. There's something wrong with me.
1: I really didn't have an understanding of what was going on. Can you okay. give me an example of one of those moments where it's like, I I'm losing my mind somehow, right?
2: Yeah, there was... Oh gosh it was a while ago now. I I can't give you oh, I can't give you an exact example but I, I will give you one. So what happened was uh, I'd had my third baby in 3 years. Um yes I found out what was causing it and stopped that I <laughs>
1: <laughs> <slow> Congratulations. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs>
2: anyway, I was I had my third and and she was about 3 months old and you you can imagine I, I lived two states away from my closest family member. So I had no sort of
1: friends. It was a small country, seaside town, I should say. Not right. Country, and I, I will also pause you to kind of point a little arrow at that also because that's a very common thing that gets orchestrated in these relationships, that you does. get removed from yeah. your system of support and you are isolated. So there is yeah. no one to support you. Yes, to you to know, help you see the insanity of what's happening. Absolutely.
2: Yes. And you and you aren't aware of it because it was like, oh, we're going into this lovely community. And how how nice is this? But yes, it, it is another aspect. They are they are segregating you. So you don't have contact. So I'm here, I've got three babies basically. And six months, the youngest one was six months old by then. And he was going, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, what's wrong with me? Because I I was eating well. I looked after myself. I was very very cautious on all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Thing. And it's looking amazing. out for the kids and yeah, uh-huh. Constant, yeah. all the things, very responsible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. had nothing else to
2: do. Like the, the, the town only had about 200 people in there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was this sort of thing and he's going, there's something wrong with you. you your emotions are all over the place. And I'm thinking, oh my God, what's, what's happening now? And, and they kept on saying to me, oh, you're, you, you you have probably got postnatal depression. You've got postnatal. And they, pushed he pushed it on to me so much that I thought there was something wrong but it but intuitively I knew there wasn't really something mm-hmm. wrong yes anyway this particular day we head into town and town uh, the closest shopping area was uh, almost an hour's drive so we are heading into town got the kids in the car and he stopped outside the doctor's surgery and he said for God's sake, Get in there and get something for it. There's something wrong with you, and I mean, I then I I broke down in tears. I didn't know there was anything wrong with me. I didn't feel there was anything wrong with me, but I got dumped outside a doctor's surgery and told to get something. Go, go get a prescription. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't. I was. I, I didn't take tablets. The only thing I'd take is multivitamins if I needed them. So I, I wasn't. I was very very um uh, organic healthy eating. So anyway, I've gone into the, do- and this is what you do. This is what you do when you're being emotionally abused. I just walked into the doctor's surgery and said, there's something wrong with me. I need to see a doctor. Yeah. I no bloody idea. You know? <laughs> it-
1: exactly. You just repeated what had been spilled on you over and over and over again. I took his emotions on, I just
2: took them all on and I lived by his emotions because um, they were stronger than mine
1: right well and that's part of the manipulation that goes on is this transference thing that happens and mine actually would transfer other things onto me um i after like the third time this happens i'm a slow learner sometimes (laughs) but he there i would go through these times these periods with him where he's like you're cheating on me. Where have you been? What have you been doing? I just know you're cheating on me. Okay. And and then we'd like get through this period and someone would tell me or he would confess that he had been cheating on me during that time. And so by the The third time this happened and the accusations are coming of, well, you know, where were you? Why'd you, you know, stay extra time at work? I'm like, I was working overtime. I've got, you know, my pay stub. I can prove that this is what was happening. And no, no, there was nothing good enough to prove that nothing was happening uh, Mm -hmm. because it was his guilty conscience. Yes. Mm, it, yes. it had nothing to do with me as it turns out. Yeah. But it's really crazy making in the moment.
2: Oh, yeah. And you just, you, you go along with it because you just, you, you really aren't aware. Like like I said, there's no, there's no um, podcast or anything in those days. It was only, you know, books that you could get. So I've gone into this doctor and thank goodness it was a new lady doctor. Oh, and, good. <laughs> yes. And she did alternate therapy as well. Which oh, was- yay. So I'm in there blubbering away because I had no idea what was going on, blubbering away, crying and everything else. She's writing notes out and everything else, typing on her computer. And in the end, uh, and I explained to her what was going on in the situation, and in the end she held up two pieces of paper. One was a prescription for Valium, which was the drug of choice in those days. Yes. And the other was a list of books. Now, I had three kids under the age of four. I had an alcoholic husband that was coming home every night After drinking, uh, emotionally abusing me, lived states away from families. And I really knew I needed to have some sort of an easy way out. So I grabbed the list of books and I walked out with the list of books because I know how, I don't know, I just believed how difficult it is to get off of um, prescription medication. And I just didn't like going there. So I've grabbed this list of books. And when he's come to pick me up, he said, What did you get? And I went, A list of books.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It did not go down well. It did not go down well. But I went and I bought my first book and then from there on I actually went to the library and I would rent out, you know, like 10 books at a time. But I got my first book, which was Creative Visualisation by Shakti Gwan. Um, And that started me, like I said, we didn't have podcasts, but that started me on the books that started me getting an understanding of who i was this was this was my big aha moment that took 5 years to get <laughs> yes
1: yes that instant overnight switch right <laughs> yeah, 5 years in the making 5 years in the making <laughs> for that that light bulb moment i love absolutely. that absolutely yeah i yeah. love that so I would love to hear a little bit about what led up to your light bulb moment, because I know a lot of times it takes a minute for us to wake up from these situations.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I guess with mine, it was those, the different books you were reading and what I really liked about it. And I, I say this about podcasts, about books, about anything. When I was reading these books, I would take out what resonated with me and let go of the rest. Yes, and, and I say that with the podcast, and you know, because I run a podcast too, and I say it with that too. Take out what resonates with you, but let go of the rest. You don't have to believe everything
1: you hear. Exactly, oh. and not every tool that is shared is going to be the one that helps your situation. Yeah, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So you can imagine with these books, and I, like I said, I'm getting ten at a time. Self help books,
2: not <laughs> I, I needed at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Been there, done that. I've got a self-help library you would yes. not believe. <laughs> well, I nearly did, but um, I lost I
2: lost the roof of my house, and so <gasps> all my books got wet. That's oh. another story. That
1: was when I was doing a theory testing. Um, but that's another story. All so right, I, I want to hear that story. But we are, can you believe it? Already up on our first break, so okay. we're going to learn how you lost your library along with the roof of your house. <laughs> As well as, you know, what was actually your waking up moment? So, everyone who's out there with us today, first of all, I love and appreciate you, and I'm so glad you're here with us. And second, I would invite you to take your pen and your paper and spend a few minutes around the things that maybe aren't quite fitting right in your life right now, um, the places where you got something you wanted and maybe it's it wasn't what you thought it was all gonna be cracked up to be. Uh, because these are breadcrumbs that your soul leaves for you, these, these moments of disquiet. And kind of keep track of what those moments are. And then maybe on the other column or farther down on the page, spend some time with the moments that feel light, that feel creative, that feel fulfilling, that lights you up. And uh, so make your lists while we're on the break, and we'll be right back. So hang with us.
2: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get
1: the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renee Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to Sophia. that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZophia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. The Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com.
2: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
0: You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to askSophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self.
1: Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm still here with Susan Jane. And before the break, she was telling us about starting to delve into the self help world and creative visualization and experimenting with basically forming her reality and paying closer attention to her tuition, intuition. So go ahead and pick that back up for us. Okay. Dang. So uh, where I guess I, I I go to is
2: that I'm a theory tester. So I all the times I was reading these books and getting this
1: understanding, I was testing theories. And I love that because one of the things I tell my clients is you don't have to believe anything I say, just Experiment with it. Just yes. make it an experiment in your life. We're gonna test it out and see how it does. Yeah, and then you, yeah. you, you don't have to embrace it as, you know, this is my forever thing, or even this is a more than once thing. Just try it.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So so that's what I did. And I don't
2: like I guess um Sophia, that's our our intuition kicking in, because, you know, I wasn't right into it all. I was very spiritual in all that concept, but I didn't understand intuition all that much. So I was the theory tester. That's how I, I, I call myself. And so there was these certain books, one was Dance with Anger. That was really good uh, with the emotional abuse so yeah
1: you know i have that one it was one of the first ones that my first talk therapist gave me and i i started reading it and i didn't realize how much anger i had until i started reading that book and it just started like pouring out and coming out and i'm like damn i didn't even know this was there holy crap
2: Well, I I had a, a different, a, a slightly different experience with that one, and like I said, we take out what we need. With yeah. my experience, it was um, I call it I, I write about it in my book, but I call it um, dust on the microwave. So he came home one evening. I've got all the kids in bed, you know, bath, bed, fed, all the rest done, all the all that. He's come in drunk, and. He likes to he liked it to find my trigger points, you know, to to rile me, I guess. Yeah,
1: nitpick and things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And he's he sort of goes, Oh, you can't even clean the house, you know, you can't even look after the place. Look at the dust on the microwave. And this is where this dance with anger came in. I went, okay. And and one of the things the way I read it was, whenever they start to have a go at you like that, like to do that nitpicking, always bring it back to what was originally. the the original trigger and Mm. so it was dust on the microwave and they said don't let them don't let him dance or don't let them dance you around until they get to you where they want you stay with what the issue was so it was like okay dust dust on the microwave (laughs) I went okay I've got dust on the microwave and so I cleaned the dust off. So there's no dust off, no dust on the microwave. Oh, it's not just that. It's like this. And this. No, no, you were worried about the dust on dust the Dust on the microwave. It's been handled. Yeah. And he goes, no, but you don't do this and you don't do this and there's washing there that hasn't been done and you haven't. No, no, you were worried about dust on the microwave. And I kept on bringing him back. I wouldn't let him dance me to where he wanted to go because he would have gone all the way back to you're not a good mother or... You, you don't know how to raise children. Or yeah, anything.
1: exactly. He's, he he's just to going to awfulize it into something ginormous that it really yeah. is not and make it a case about your your value and your worth, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you knew he was going to try and dance me that way. So
2: I kept on going back. No, you're worried about dust on the microwave. The, the, the microwave is now clean. There's no dust on it. Um, why are we still arguing? Oh, because you, no, no, when you walked in, you were upset about the dust on the microwave. You don't need to take it there. Come back to the dust on the microwave. There is no dust on the microwave. Why are we arguing? And that was one one of my first big aha moments when I tested that theory. You discovered the power of the pushback. (laughs) Absolutely. And And I mean, I wasn't having a go at him. I wasn't angry with him. I was really calm and collected and went, what you're upset about is no longer there. Why are you upset? Mm-hmm. and it made him reflect instead of him having a go at me all the time so it was it was a really good moment and the biggest the, the biggest or best part about it is that he stopped doing that because he couldn't win <laughs> good <Yeah>. job <laughs> so it was like a- Yep, that's one for me. Check. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a win. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when we're getting these books or when you're hearing these, these tips and things like that, test them out, test the theory. But the other one we were talking about just before the break was um, creative visualisation. So remember the doctor had given it to me. That was one of the books I got in that doctor's list. I read it and got an understanding of it, but it wasn't until about eight years later that I went you know what? I'm going to test this theory. I haven't tested this one. I've tested quite a few. I yeah. did astral traveling as a test, and I, you know, I actually saw my aura as a test. And now I can see it without having to. I had to physically see it, but now I can see it in in mind's eye and stuff like that. But um, this one was creative visualization, and I we were on the farm. We we're on a 90 acre organic crop farm. So we'd bought the farm. I'd got him out of that area, and thinking that changing a location is going to be better for our relationship. Well, yeah, that doesn't work.
1: Yeah, no, because both of you go to the new place and there you are. (laughs) But anyway, um, so we were on our 90-acre crop farm
2: and I just loved it. I was in my glory. I had my own tractor and I was just in there just doing my stuff. had potty calves. We had had it all. Um, But anyway, I I thought I want to do something that was I could see the result for. You know, you, you wanted it. I wanted it to be. It, it could be superficial. It didn't matter. It didn't have to be all spiritual and, and yeah, all that. Right, right. but it had to be concrete. I had to yeah. see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just a theory. It's got to be, you've got to make it right. So I decided that I wanted to redecorate and repaint the farmhouse. It was an old house. And, of course, painting a house, unless you're selling it, doesn't really bring money in when you're trying yeah. to look farm so it, it was like it was one of those things that I wanted done but we weren't going to put money into it so got my creative visualization book out and I started started to go through every room I'd go through the girls bedrooms and it was like okay we don't have a wardrobe for them I'd like a wardrobe like you know new new curtains and and I'd go through each room the master bedroom the kids room the, the kitchen yeah. you
1: know. I, I want this color of paint on the wall yeah. yes <laughs> yeah, yeah you just Visualizing, you know, that's all you're doing. And I did it
2: every day. I I, towards probably for the first three months, I did it every day. After that, maybe every second day. But I did things like I went into the local uh, hardware store and I'd even pick the colors that I want. So I, oh, I wouldn't mind the bench tops being like that, or oh, door, oh, they're nice door handles. I wouldn't oh. mind the door handles being like that, you know. So, um, oh, I like that color. So I actually went through. So and you've got your palettes and everything picked out. Yes, did it, did it all. Did not know what I was doing, but that, no, you just had to visualize it. And anyway, uh, on the fourth of December that that particular year, we had this I was with the kids, and we were playing around. The kids had finished school. We were we had those little those little tattoo stickers, you know, those. Tattoos? Yeah. The temporary ones. Yeah. They're so it's much fun. And and the kids didn't like, there were certain ones the kids didn't like, and they couldn't swap them. So they stuck them on me, you know, and this is what we're doing. <laughs> so, which is quite, quite funny, but what happened? We could see a storm brewing because we were right up high. We could see a storm brewing. And um, the kids and I, we have what we call this storm chair, and we'd sit outside and watch the storms come because I love the energy of a storm.
1: Oh, my goodness, and you can really see them coming at certain points in Australia. It's like way out of, yeah, that's impressive. It's like being on the plains in the US. Oh, my goodness, you can see them coming for miles. Miles, yeah, and because
2: usually we get these storms when it's really hot, so it's a really hot day, and then you see this lovely storm coming. So we're watching this storm come over, and there was a few cracks And lightning and thunder, and said to the kids, Come, it's getting a bit close now, let's go inside. And we're inside, and what had happened was everything started moving. And I said to the kids, This (gasps) this is really scary. Yeah, we need to be in a storm cellar now. (laughs) Yes, and we don't have them, but I've grabbed them, I've taken them through the kitchen into this what we call a cyclone safe area. Yeah, yeah, through the kitchen. As I've gone through the kitchen, you could see the windows
1: like bowing. Oh, oh yeah. They do that movement thing. It's yes, really, yes. really impressive when the pressure changes like that. Yes. yes. Looked up into the skylight, could see rain, like you could
2: see, and that's when I've gone, oh, we no longer have a roof, um, <gasps> right? Get the kids into this safe area. So it was a real, it's a tongue and groove safe area, put mattresses up against it, dog, cat, bird or went in. Yeah, everybody's stacked
1: inside yeah. and on top of each other. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I've got them all there. I'm running around the house trying to, you know, secure things. The carpet was coming up. It was like walking on a bouncing castle <gasps> because we were slightly off the ground being on, on a hill
1: and the wind was coming up under underneath. Oh, you're so lucky it didn't just lift you off the foundations. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was just yeah. bad, like, walking like a bouncing castle.
2: Went into the master bedroom, saw the window, whole window get sucked out in one big hit. Didn't yep. smash it, hit the ground. Um, so, we, you know, the, all this is going on. And um, anyway, we, we were safe at the end. I phoned my neighbour down the road. to said, you okay, you okay? And she goes, yeah. She said, that was pretty crazy, wasn't it? I went, yeah, we lost the roof. And she went, what? You're asking me if I'm okay and you've lost the roof. Yeah.
1: Went, <laughs> well, we're, we're physically okay.
2: <laughs> But anyway, when the, the um, SES came, they tarped all the roof, they found this little picture of Mother Mary in the ceiling right above where I had the kids. <gasps> tiny, tiny little looking out for you guys. Yeah. And it was so incredible. And and so, you
1: know, I kept that for a while
2: and I never know what happened to that. I never, never saw where that went, but that was she, right
1: she over. went to help somebody else. Absolutely. That's exactly yeah. what I thought too, but
2: they were right over where the kids were. And anyway, the um, insurance came, we had new for old insurance, which, you know, I didn't, didn't know that the hubby did all that. Um, and the then the builders came after a few days. Oh, the, the same day we had the the local paper come to take a photo. You know, uh, of of course, yeah, it's it's a big deal. And he goes to me, could you stop smiling? And I said, well, you know, it's really it's really challenging because I've just been speaking to the the um, the insurance, and and basically everything's covered. Like we're going to get a whole new house.
1: We're we're going to be taken care of. They're not just going to paint shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And he said, can you just pretend that you're not happy? <laughs> Go on, okay. all right. Let's rewind to the pre-insurance conversation. <laughs> yeah. And all I could think of was these damn tattoos that I had on me too. That's
2: going to be on the front page of the, the, you know, the local paper. But um the doc, the um the builders, I remember the builder coming to us probably a week later and um and I said to him, How long is this going to take to to do all this? And he goes, Oh, usually it takes. The longest thing that it takes is the people to pick their colours and their um, what colours they want in their kitchen and stuff like that. Oh,
1: well, that's done. <laughs> done that, been there, done that. Check, done that. <laughs> Here, here's my palette. <laughs>
2: and um, within four weeks of that, you know, and $85,000 to do it, it was just short of actually being a wipeout and redoing, a rebuild. Yeah. Um, $85,000, I had it exactly as I had visualised it.
1: Yay, it worked. (laughs) Well, and I love that story because so often we go through something like this Mm. and we get hung up on the loss and the devastation, right? As opposed to, you know, this is actually an answer to your prayer. And your prayer was, this house needs help. It needs a complete facelift a complete overhaul and so the universe went okay let's see she's got insurance let's remove the roof that should do it yeah <laughs> no it's really funny and the only the only room I didn't go through
2: and re like visualize um, the roof didn't come off on that area and it didn't it did get repainted but it didn't change yeah um, but all the others did yeah but the funny thing is I kept on thinking Maybe I'm going to win a lotto, so I'd go out and buy lotto tickets. You know, just little ones because I didn't have a lot of money. So, we well, just got- sure, mine as well, right? That would be one path, exactly. But I, and so I'm thinking of the path instead of you know
1: that's you don't think of how you're going to do it. You, you just, just think of. Think of- watching- exactly where you're getting although i in defense of buying lotto tickets there are lots of people out there who are going i see myself winning the lottery but not buying the damn ticket (laughs) and and that's one of my complaints with a lot of the people who are trying abundance manifestation and that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to win the lottery. Well, yeah, not if you don't buy a ticket. That makes it significantly harder to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Because this is what I'm thinking. I want- so taking aligned action is important. And you were yeah. taking aligned action when you bought your lottery ticket. You were taking aligned action when you were yep. choosing your paint colors.
2: Yes, absolutely, yeah, and that, that's what I thought. I felt like, well, um, you know, I'll buy a ticket every now and again, but it's like if that's not going to be it, it's going to come another way. It, I guess it's that mindset. It's like it's going to happen, and it's its no good saying, like you said, I, I'm going to win lotto and not buy a ticket. You know, if, if you really feel that that's what you want and that's where you're going to go, then you buy the tickets. It might take six months to get there, but you buy the tickets in the, in the belief that that is what you're going to get.
1: Yeah, Not absolutely. Yet. I love that. You know, we are up on our second break already. Can you believe that? Oh, that was great. Stories to share. I know I do. We're going to need more than one episode, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so for everyone who's joined us out there in listener land, grab your pen, grab your piece of paper. And I would like you to write on that piece of paper, some thing or things you've wanted to manifest into your world okay uh whether that's to have a peaceful inner life whether that's i want to redo my kitchen i need new windows in my house or or whatever the thing is whether it's a a life companion that that meets you where you're at that understands you and respects you whatever it is put it on your list and then in the column next to it what are some aligned actions you can take to head down that road. What are some things that you could be doing to set that up for the moment when that arrives? So that's your homework, hang with us. We'll be right back from the break.
0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica or search for us at Keyword Voice America.
1: Hey beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you?
2: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
0: You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's one 472 5795 Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksofia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self.
1: Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia René Morales, and I'm still here with Susan Jane. And uh, she has a thought on where she wants to pick up after the homework that you did over the break. So take it away, Susan.
2: Oh, thank you. Um, we, we talked about the manifestation and, and we, I talked about my visualisation, uh, which is a form of manifestation as well. So with the farmhouse, once we had it all up and done and, and uh, up and running, what I didn't visualise or take into consideration was the relationship. So the relationship, mm. like I said earlier, was still not good. We, it was yes. still... Struggling, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, and moving onto the farm doesn't fix a darn thing. No,
2: no. I, okay. I actually did my life coaching course while I was on the farm as well, uh, and and did this visualization and practice meditation. So I was starting to really get a, a better understanding of who I was and what I was doing. But yeah, that was one of those those biggest areas where it's like, okay, got what I want physically, but it's not really emotionally setting with me because I'm still in this abusive emotionally abusive relationship so I know a lot of people will will manifest things like that will want things like that they set their goals and they, they get that understanding but they're not haven't got the emotional attachment to it in a in a positive way so we reach our goals but they're not what we feel that they just don't fit right, fit right.
1: Yeah, it's, well, it's, and a lot of that, I mean, I had a lot of that experience in my life, especially in my 30s and 40s, when you're really in this, I'm gonna go get the the thing mode, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna get the promotion at work, I'm gonna get the, the fancier car, or we're gonna buy a rental house or a vacation home or whatever it is. And I discovered a few things about the things I was choosing to pursue. And it turned out, I've gone through a lot of self-improvement stuff and you go through these value exercises. And I discovered when I was 45 that I'd been lying to myself on all of those value exercises because it was not my values I was putting down, it was my mother's. Yes. And this was a large reason for why when I got what I set my goals for, that it did not feel satisfying or fulfilling to me in any sort of a way because I was fulfilling my mother's desires thinking Mm -hmm. those are the correct ones as opposed to really examining what's important to me what makes me happy what fulfills me Mm -hmm. and the other thing I learned was happiness is an inside job you can be very happy under some very adverse conditions. In mm-hmm. fact, some of the best times, the closest times in my marriage have been during these really bad times when, mm-hmm. like, my husband and I were mutually unemployed. Those mm-hmm. kind of situations, it's like, it, it's terrible. There's no income coming in. There's all kinds of financial concern. But that's also the moment where we pull together the best as a unit. Yes. Yes absolutely. and and this is this is the reward husband, not the, the practice husband that I started with because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I did leave that relationship. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's interesting that we're we're taught to have this outward orientation. It's like yeah. everything around me needs to be right for me to be happy.
2: Yes, yeah and and that's what I found out with the, with the farm and it was like I'd been doing all this work and everything else like you said but it, it was, and it was lovely. The farm was lovely. It was beautiful. Um, the best part about the farm at that stage then was really, it was pe- the best time to sell it.
1: Um, we were to, <laughs> yes. It's in tip top condition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but, but what it
2: did, and and from there on, it, it gave me a better understanding about our goals our, and, and our emotional goals. And that's when That wasn't when, but that's what my book is about. It's about our emotional goals. It's about actually connecting with our emotions, understanding how we want to feel when we reach that. So if I had looked at my emotional goals and how I wanted my marriage to be or my relationship to be, it would have been a very different image
1: to a beautiful
2: a beautiful
1: shiny farmhouse, farmhouse. Yes, farmhouse. yes with yes. all the perfect finishes in the kitchen <laughs> yes
2: yes so so you can imagine imagine that so with the farmhouse we then we then actually sold the farm and we moved into town and it was there it was like I remember thinking at one stage I needed I wanted and I loved him okay I, yes. I, I, I wanted him when I first married him and it was, it was lovely. So I want need and love was always there on the farm. I didn't really want him. I'd lost that want, but I needed him to get, keep the farm going. And I believed I still loved him. He, he, you know, he was still my husband. Once we sold the farm, I didn't need him. So now Mm -hmm. I no longer wanted or needed needed him. him. Yes. And I questioned, did I love him? Yeah. that was, you know, once we moved into the smaller area. And I needed to go through that. Like it was eight years of me getting an understanding of all that. Uh, and it was then that I realised after we'd sold the farm, we're moving into the, the town, I realised that I, I really didn't love him. If he changed, because I used to blame the alcohol. It was like, oh, it's alcohol, he's, he's drunk, it's an alcohol. And then I thought, what if he stopped drinking? Yes. Has you ever known him all his life to be drinking? What if he stopped drinking? Would I still be interested?
1: That's a very good question to ask.
2: Absolutely. It's easy to blame the alcohol. It's easy to blame. It is.
1: Stuff. It is. Well, and one of the things I've noticed about alcohol and about money, large sums of money, yeah. is they act the same way on people. It brings out more of who you are. Yes. Yes. So I I turned around
2: and said, well, if he didn't drink, what have we got in common? What would would I still? And I thought to myself, I wouldn't even know him if he didn't drink. I really don't think I would know him. And that's when I realized, no, I don't love him. And from that actual moment until I probably was 12 months after that, before the the feeling was right before I felt intuitively right I suppose to, to turn around and, and say something and I think he turned around and said well if you're not happy here we'll just buy another place and, and I went no you buy another place I'll buy this
1: place off you yeah exactly and Bye-bye. That, yeah <laughs> that was it because
2: he was, wasn't working I was working I could get a loan he couldn't um and so yeah he sort of really didn't have a choice at that stage it was like well that's it so Really, really challenging. But it was after that, and I'd, I'd actually went back to uni for three years and did a full time uni degree. Oh, this is another another challenge. This is what gets thrown in front of you. Oh yes, absolutely. I wanted to I wanted to help more people. I had my own natural therapies clinic and working one on one with people. I wanted to help more people, so I decided to go back to uni left my business with a, a manager, left my home with renters and left my three children who were living on their own areas mm-hmm. anyway. Yes. Moved away and did three-year uni degree in, in the granny flat. So gone from three-bedroom house to a granny flat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Is that like a studio here in the US? It's, it's yes, It's yes, all yes. one room? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, so I did three years in
2: in there like that. Six months after I finished this public health degree majoring in health promotion, six months after I finished the degree, the, the government changed and wiped out all the jobs.
1: <gasps> oh, my that. goodness. I
0: oh.
1: This, is what they th- this is what they throw at you. And this so, is one of the moments, I think, that causes people to question their intuition, right? It's like yeah, it, it felt it? right. I'm completely going down this path, and now all of a sudden it ended. What?
2: Yeah, and because when I decided to
1: um, leave there and go
2: to uni, everything fell into place. All the little ducks lined up, and it was like, yeah, yep. I am meant to be
1: doing. It. I am meant." Yeah, to Yeah, and that it's, it's totally right. a sign that you are on the track that your soul wants you on, which yep. is why it's so stunning when you get to the end of it. It's like, "What do you mean the road just ends right here?" <laughs>
2: and And so I thought to myself, "Well, I mean, I had to get a job anyway, and I couldn't get a job. I, I had to go back to the start again. I went back into like um front desk reception, you know, like
1: yeah, just, exactly, at the bottom. You? Yes. I'm
2: like, <laughs> oh. But it was like, okay, so I've got a bit of time because it was a really quiet office, got a bit of time. Um, I don't want to waste my uni degree, but I'm obviously not going to go down that path, but I've got a lot of skills there. And that's when I started writing my book. And the book is all about emotional goals, because again, I did the same going to uni. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get money. I'm going to help people. I'm going to be wonderful.
1: Yeah. And it, and it fits with everything that your brain has been taught, all the programming that you've been given over life, yes. that this is how you get forward. You get more education to take you in a new direction. And then there's a pot of gold at the end of that.
2: Yeah. So you can imagine now I'm 50 years old and I've just, you know, chucked everything in, finished uni degree, and there's no jobs available in it. So- ah! Yeah. So it's it's start again. I I basically had to start again, start from scratch. So I wrote the book um, and it's all about your emotional goals. So flower readings are all about your emotional goals. And um, yeah, that's that's my tool. That's the tool I use to help people. I, I have trust mastery program, but the flower readings are sort of
1: that basic tool that I
2: use to help people see their aha moments or see their intuition. I love
1: that. Yeah, we've we've got like four minutes left until the end of the show already. Can you believe? So why don't you share with the guests uh, what gift you brought with you today? Uh,
2: well, I guess it's the flower readings is my gift is where I go. So um, with, with that, when we do, uh, when you're doing a card reading, you've got a limited amount of cards, right? So right,
1: 46 if- or 44 yeah, or whatever yeah. the number yeah. is, right? Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Whereas when I saw the internet and you sort of go, well, why would I restrict flowers into
2: 50 cards when you could Google on the internet and get millions of them? And oh that's yeah, all different. So why should I be restricted to a deck of cards when I don't need to be? So you could jump on the internet. So if I said to you, um, "Okay, so maybe relationships to you mean mean a red rose. What would that red rose look like?" So it could be a a rose petal on the, a rose bud with a big long stem on the side, or it could be an up close rose in full
1: bloom. Full bloom, yes.
2: Yeah, or it could be a a um, a bush of red roses, or it could be a vase of red roses. And all of that means something different. So when you're looking at an image of a red rose, there is 16 different elements in there that you have intuitively chosen, because Mm. it resonates with you. And that's where you do your reading. Wow, that's impressive. (laughs) The the, the stem is your path or your journey to get to your goal. Your leaves are your guides. If the leaves are up high, they could be spirit guides. If the leaves are down low, they're a physical guide. They're to the right, they're in the future. In the left, they're in the past. Um, And and if they're the shape of the leaves, if they're big round leaves, they're more feminine, the feminine information you're receiving. If they're elongated, you're getting masculine information because that's the shape of them. We look at the petals. If it's a business goal, the petals are marketing. If it's a relationship goal, like attracts like. You've got to be like that to attract what you want. Your intuition's
1: telling you all this, it's showing you in pictures. That That is. That is beautiful. So for those of you out there with your pen and paper, and I'm pretty sure you have one because we've been doing all kinds of fun stuff with them. uh, You can go to sovereignself.media if you would like to find out more about Susan's book, or to get in touch with her to actually schedule a reading. Um, And I know you do other work out in the world as well. So why don't you share with the listeners some of the ways that you engage with clients? Uh, Well, I have a Trust Mastery
2: program, so that's about trusting your intuition. We we run through the levels of that. Um, I have a Facebook group called Intuitive Personal Development and I do free flower readings on that every Tuesday morning Australia time, which would be a Monday afternoon American time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very nice.
2: Those areas there. And online, uh, sorry, on the website there is uh, courses on how to develop your intuition but most of the courses i've got on there at the moment are how to do
1: flower readings oh very nice so you can it's learn great. to do your own i love that that is beautiful so again if you extra, little extra bit you can help people yeah. if you go to sovereignself.media i have links to all of that out there so you've got a one-stop shop to connect with susan and her world so we've got like 20 seconds left. What would be your final words of wisdom you'd like to leave with the audience?
2: Uh, Okay. The three steps, ask, receive, and action. Ask for help, ask for some sort of guidance, whether it's prayer, whatever it is, ask for it. When you ask, you're open to receive it, be aware that's creating the awareness, see what the signs are, and then action them. And as you said, you, you were talking about what you can action. So they're my three steps.
1: I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today, Susan. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. I loved it. It was great. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone who joined us today here on Sovereign Self. I love to hear from my listeners. You can send me a quick line at askzofia at transformationspace.co. That's A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out,